0: Welcome to the Dog Zone 9000, the official podcast for 1900 Hot Dog, the number you call for fun on any worldwide web location bar. Go to our Patreon and subscribe to our outrageous daily website. Patreon.com slash 1900 Hot Dog. It's important. Joy will die if you don't do it. I'm TV Sean Baby from the Internet, and I'm here with Dick Basket Magazine's Hot Pants Model of the Year, Robert Brockway.
1: <laughs> here's, a, here's a super relevant Brockway fact. Uh, In Los Angeles, I actually lived next door to Tom of Finland, so my neighbors were ripped to the tits, 12-foot-tall gay bikers. Uh, We traded dogs one time. No follow-up (laughs) question. I had none. Why wouldn't you? Our guest today on his triumphant Dog Zone return is the
0: co-founder, writer, and visual editor at Defector, one of the only feel-good media success stories of the 21st century, Dan McQuaid.
2: Hey, what's up? Thanks for having me again. I will I will try not to talk for like 20 minutes about nonsense before we get to the topic.
0: That was our favorite part. You, you're was, the greatest guest
1: you've ever had. Independent podcast. We loved it so much. It's You know what? We loved it so much. We made it a tradition in your honor, and that's why we've been doing that every time.
0: Yep. <laughs> Trying to catch I that to magic. Send
1: out, I, I still have to send out the
2: prizes. Um. i I. I named a couple winners because, I don't know, a few people got it right. Um, Mm -hmm. They were able to guess what the podcast was about because I did mention Mannequin once.
1: Um, Yeah, that's why it was a great uh, contest is because they could get it. Yeah, there was
2: a clue. And then someone else saw someone say Mannequin and, and they were like, oh, Mannequin's already taken. I'll take today's special, which is... Another mannequin-themed, uh, you know, piece of media. So I, I said that was a winner too.
0: Yeah, that seems fair. Like, like the they like, got it on top of it all. Yeah, magnanimous, Dan, magnanimous McQuaid. Uh, that's it. That would not be my. That's not your b- bodybuilding uh,
2: WBF character. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I think we've given away what we're talking about today. But, but real quick, uh, does anyone have any ideas for their WBF character?
2: So I- I've thought about it because you said like, oh, we'll we'll just end up talking about that, and I was like, yeah, I probably could talk about like my ideas for like you know hours and 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 hours. You know, not that I have any interest in doing bodybuilding but -hmm. they did sort of create like really shitty wrestler characters for the wbf like like characters that you wouldn't like that like the lowest level indie promotion might have or like a few years ago i went to micro championship wrestling and um it was you know little people wrestling uh run by a guy named johnny attitude and (laughs) And in like in in some in way, 2023, you did know, this. Uh, this was it was right before the Mayweather McGregor fight because they had like a reenact or like a they had like a mini Mayweather fight. God, it seems like something you'd McGregor. see in a
1: Singapore bar. This was in yeah, an episode of was, Game of Thrones.
2: It was like really, really. You know, there were maybe only like uh, 75 people there, and okay. you know, 20 or 30 were like friends or family of the world champ uh, Mm -hmm. of micro championship wrestling. Um, But, but so, you know, and like the characters were like a cowboy, a a policeman, uh, you know, that there was one guy who was basically just like sting He was definitely the best. He was like. first Sting Sting or Pro Sting?
1: Okay. Yeah. Little little Sting sting is enough. That's enough of a gimmick.
2: Yeah. I think his name was Blix. I don't want to, you know, disparage (laughs) him too much because. He named himself
1: after the fairy from
2: Legend. He was the best. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it was a.
0: So. I would have gone with like a cute variation of Sting, like Poke or something. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
2: So the that show had very, like, you know, simple characters. Like, there was, like, you know, one of the guys was just, like, here's the pimp character. Here's the <laughs> right. cowboy. And that's sort of what WBF, you know, yes. sort of fell into, is, like, he's the iron warrior. And, and I mean, like, th- they sort of even fell below that, because the the gimmicks, like, weren't full gimmicks. They just sort wow. of were, like,
1: Half-assed, think, well, uh, he uh, he's sprouts. from California. <laughs>
2: but anyway, now that I've uh, meandered around a uh, uh, question, as as I like to do, so I've thought a lot about like what my wrestling gimmick would be, and I mm-hmm. think like I have like long hair. I I I can do sort of like a like an Andrew WK rip Okay, like a butt. party guy. Yeah, like a like a real party like headbanger. Uh, yes. Yeah. Nice.
0: I, I was like a pro that. wrestler for a little while in Portland, Oregon, and my character actually was Captain Party. Like, I was like a super oh, no. Andrew K. guy. No, you can have it. I, I'm going to, I okay. can, I can do something different. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it took Sean's character.
2: I just, I just took your gimmick. I actually was at one of those shows, and this was my plan all along. <laughs> yep.
1: I will replace I, him. I, I vowed one day that I will be Captain Party. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I was supposed to be a heel, but like, People like got it too. Like I was like too fun. I had beer on my belt and I was like throwing PBRs to the crowd. They're like, well, I get you're the bad guy, but we like this.
1: Wait, you were supposed to be the bad guy? Yeah. I was Somebody supposed to be like a, I was like
0: a super powered frat boy. It was the, uh, the concept behind it. Like, like genetically engineered by a fraternity to party hard, but in like a douche bro kind of way.
1: But people were like, no, no, this fucking rules. <laughs> yeah. yeah. On paper, you could see that coming. You're like, wait, did, does this just rule? No, it rules.
2: <laughs> was your was your character name actually just captain party
1: yeah like i had no Cause, human name
2: because that does sound like a wbf i mean like it would be like captain party michael smith or yeah whatever. they all had party. real
0: normal headed names but uh yeah I, it would have been a pretty average wbf character i don't it wasn't my greatest work of genius, but we had we had fun.
2: No, I mean I think it would be one of the better WBF characters. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. that not
0: quite a compliment, but I would would thank you for best,
1: saying that. The best short student short film to run before <laughs> before posing. <laughs> uh, I love that we're doing all this and have not explained what WBF is at all. Like we're already just riffing on it and having, yep. <laughs> and it takes so much explanation. So to continue this without explaining it, of course. <laughs> Uh I would I you know what I didn't see there considering this was 1992 uh I did not see any problematic japanese appropriation. Oh shit. In you 1992 I I did not see that. So I would be I think I would be like a samurai businessman. Oh. Like that that would that felt like the piece like the the missing piece. Of the heart that this that this just didn't have. It was. I feel it like needed. it's one
0: too many things for the WBF though. WBF is very much like little person fight before a Mayweather fight. Like that's it. They there. You want a cowboy? You want a surfer? All right, samurai. But I would be all business. Okay. Um,
2: saying that, I am surprised that there was not some sort of Native American stereotype. Mm-hmm. There was. Based on mm-hmm. when it was in the early '90s. No, there,
0: there
1: was.
2: What, is that what oh. that guy was supposed to be in the first one?
1: Yeah. Oh, Uh-oh. shit. Okay, we're have. All right, we're already getting into it. We have to explain yeah. what okay,
0: we're talking about. Let's talk about the WBF. This is the World Bodybuilding Federation. Uh, this happened in 1991. It was Vince McMahon's idea. And uh, he saw a gap in the market for an unethical madman, which is kind of his business <laughs> model. Uh, what happened was uh, everyone was cracking down on steroids at the time in all sports, and that included uh, bodybuilding. Up until 1990, we just didn't care. We're like, we kind of know what steroids are, but we don't care when people do them. And then we all decided, no, 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 no steroids. And so Vince McMahon saw this and said, what if we did a bodybuilding federation with fucking maximum steroids? And uh, (laughs) so while everyone else-
1: uh, You mean, hold on Vince, you mean like we've been doing for 30 years?
0: (laughs) Right. Because it, it, we, we decided that uh, steroids, the idea of no steroids was like good, like pure like competition. But then it sort of sucked to watch all these 270 pound men like melt into marshmallows and in chronic pain. Like we, we just, I, I felt that was sad. And uh, Vince McMahon, of course, saw it as a market opportunity. Uh, so, so he did this WBF and uh, he even like kind of dropped coy hints. Like when he announced it, which is a whole story unto itself, uh, he dropped this coy hints like, oh, this is how bodybuilding is supposed to be. And everyone's like, oh, you mean with tons of steroids? Cool. Yeah, we get it. We get what you're saying, Vince. Uh, did you guys read about the story that like led to the announcement of this?
2: Yeah, the way he launched it was actually amazing. Um, yeah. That he went as a, he hired that guy, Tom Tom Platz, who's who's the analyst for both of these, Mm -hmm. pay-per-views a a former or maybe current bodybuilder
1: what a generous
2: title the (laughs) the the uh the like spokesman for his new magazine bodybuilding lifestyles at an international federation of bodybuilding event right and at the end like uh this guy tom's on stage to like as one of the sponsors like this magazine And he says that, like, the new World Bodybuilding Federation is going to kick the IFBB's ass. And then, like, models come out in, like, WBF sashes and handed out pamphlets. Um, The one story I read, and I'm sorry, I didn't write down where this was, said that, like, they slipped contracts under the hotel doors. I read that, too. Bodybuilders. um, And they signed away 13 guys. The, The IFBB, then at their next competition, like had a bunch of tombstones with the guys' names on it and had the current bodybuilders,
0: like, smash them.
1: (laughs) See, that's better. That's better of inspiration. It is much better.
0: But, yeah, I guess to to put this in, like, nerd language, this is like if you were at a Star Trek convention selling calculators, and then you suddenly started shooting Sequest shirts into the crowd, you're like, fuck you, everybody, this is actually a (laughs) Sequest booth. Everyone watch Sequest, fuck Star Trek. And then you slid Sequest contracts under Denise Crosby's hotel door at night. Like, that's that's what we're talking about. This was like a competitor's booth in the convention of the competitor.
1: That's how they uh, got that dolphin. That dolphin was a scab. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Fucking scab dolphin. And
0: uh, done, that was my gimmick. That's done, my WBF gimmick.
2: Like, he had done similar things to sort of achieve his wrestling empire obviously nothing quite like this but he had done
1: similar like i don't know anti-competitive tactics god he makes he's the best and i mean this sincerely (laughs) he's the best at making enemies i have ever seen like i genuinely respect that about him like if you are going to make enemies in an industry and as vince mcmahon you absolutely are just take control of it just be like yeah hi i'm vince mcmahon let's fight right now <laughs> because we're gonna yeah he's a fucking business guy he would absolutely
0: destroy your life in perpetuity if it made him 15 bucks or if it made him negative negative eight thousand bucks he does does not care <laughs> yeah,
1: profit almost doesn't matter at this point yeah. profit's almost accidental i mean to... like they lost maybe 15 million on the world
0: bodybuilding yeah i, I couldn't wish, get a real number so but it's not even bad. it would a be like
1: if he had an alignment it would be business yeah, evil business through and through. Evil.
0: Cause uh, the, the, the numbers that got thrown around for their salaries were fucking absurd. Like he was giving these guys three and $400,000 a year for bodybuilding contracts, which was as absurd as you might think it might be like, that's so much more money than they were making. A lot of these guys in the WBF were making their pro debut, meaning their salaries was $0 (laughs) up up until then. And uh, so, and that's like more than most wrestlers made. And the wrestlers were also on WWF at the time, like promoting the shit out of this. So they're like, hi, I'm Bret Hart here to promote this WBF and I'm the British Bulldog. You got to go see this. So these guys aren't even like all of their marketing time is being spent on this. Um, So they, they hate Vince McMahon and these bodybuilders uh, have pissed off the IBFF because they, a lot of them had contracts with them and Vince McMahon bought them out or had them, you know, break the contracts or whatever. So they've now been blacklisted. So, uh, he's definitely ruining the careers of some of these bodybuilders. Basically, everyone other than like a dozen super beefy sellouts hated Vince McMahon for, for this thing that he's doing. And uh, as,
1: as is the natural order of the world, yes, <laughs> like that, something would be really wrong if like most people didn't hate Vince McMahon,
0: right? There's always I mean, a small I mean, handful of giant dudes who are like, if Vince McMahon uh, turns his back on me, I will die and everyone else is just yeah fucking that guy sucks that's that's how he goes through life.
1: every every, every guy every guy over a certain size is just like yeah fucking vince mcmahon
2: <laughs> it's so funny because like i was like seven
1: or eight when this first started
2: uh the mm-hmm. world bodybuilding federation and i was like a huge wrestling fan and i have like zero memory of anything about it like from my childhood except for the Ico pro banners that would be at uh right wrestling events, which was the integrated conditioning program that was, like, the, like, shitty supplements that they sold. So, like, I don't think there was any... Like, I feel like I must have watched every WW, WWF show as a kid, and I have, like, no memory of them shilling for the World Bodybuilding Federation. So, like, my it must have just gone, like, in my brain and, like, right out, like, oh, this is boring. Like, I yeah. like the guy's pretending to fight, but I do like the muscle men, but I don't want to see them just flex.
1: Right. Yeah. See, if you were anything like me, your brain automatically searched for the times, which which was most wrestling shows where they would just be they wouldn't even be threatening each other. They'd be promoting the show itself or some event or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you you would intrinsically like know when that time was and you would use that time to flying elbow drop like your little brother. <laughs> right. Like that's, you were, you were doing something else. You were doing like, you were trying out the move you just saw and it was fine because you were eight, but you would have killed yourself if you were 14 even. I got to ask, what is our strategy for this going into this? Because I, I know all three of us and we're already, we barely talked about it. It's 20 minutes in. Uh, I have like 2,600 words of notes. I'm going to assume each of you has more. Maybe. I have several, I don't know. I just have, uh,
2: yeah, it might be 2,600 words. Yeah,
3: <laughs> just... uh, I definitely
2: have way more notes on the first one. Cause I, my, like, my, I, there wasn't enough, like, uh, there wasn't enough Adderall in the supply right now
1: to get me to pay attention. See, I have way more on the second one. This is is why I'm saying so much better because the second one is nuts. We have to talk about the first one to give grounding for what went fucking crazy in the second one, but we need a strategy or this is going to be four hours long, which is fine, but we can, we got to split it up.
0: Okay. Here's, uh, let me give the quick bullet points of, uh, the disasters that, that made this such a spectacle of failure. So, uh, first was the steroids. Uh, now, in 1991, Vince was like, fuck yeah, steroids. And then he got named as a client in a huge WWF steroid scandal. So they started cracking down. So in the second pay-per-view, uh, there were no steroids. And it was kind of obvious. Like a couple of the dudes looked like a bodybuilder <laughs> who hasn't been on steroids for for a year.
1: It was pretty That's... obvious the way they kept saying in every single <laughs> set and now without steroids. Like it's <laughs> like, wait there was, there was one part where like Vince was
2: like, this shows what you could be if you're drug free. And it was like a guy who like looks significantly worse than yeah. the previous year. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think he knew what he was doing. Every so, single set, he found a way to say no steroids this time.
2: And then like Tom, Tom Platts every single time was like, Ooh, I think he was better last yeah. year. There
0: was a couple of times when he was like openly contradicting him, which is a big no, no for like, a broadcast team he's like dude shut the fuck up you're wrong he looks awesome uh uh okay that, so that was the first one the story. so we'll keep that in mind as we talk the second one was uh no one wanted this uh the second one was the lowest grossing event in the history of american pay-per-view according to <laughs> one of my services
1: do you 3, have 000,
0: that? Three thousand people bought it that's um,
1: fantastic they had more uh, people in the crowd, which, you know, they did not charge. They never charged for that. They absolutely course. gave those tickets out for free.
0: Yeah. Uh, they actually, they didn't show many crowd shots. The first crowd shot they showed was when Mean Gene started talking and it was like two people just having a conversation. Yeah, they were not <laughs> into it at all. And it's when weird.
2: The, when the guy who like shoots all the people, now now, if you're just going to hear that, you're like yeah. very confused. But yes, when... it's not when, Let's uh, not clarify. When Major Guns Eddie Robinson like shoots all the terrorist ninjas, you can see like so many empty seats when they come to like the one shot. And it's like they just left.
1: Like they're like, oh, there's ninjas here. This isn't safe. I gotta get out of here. That's what's so fascinating to me because from from watching like Pumping Iron, especially, what I took away from that was like, this is way bigger, at least in its prime, than I ever thought it was. Like, I always assumed this was these shows were like 12 dudes in the audience and you're all just maniacs. Like nobody can possibly be into this. It made no dent on pop culture. And then every single show they showed was like, like 600 people crammed in this little room and they were going fucking nuts for a guy like twisting his arm a little bit. Yeah. So the, the fact that they could not get more than like 3000, the fact that they could not fill those seats when they were giving tickets away for free during this time during the early 90s, when we didn't even have internet pornography to like fill the time, it's insane. Like we we were so desperate for shit to do. It's mm-hmm. and for it's a lot madness. of people,
0: I feel like this had to have been pornography. Like this is, seems really close to pornography for a lot of people.
1: They made I, pretty I close mean, to pornography. It <laughs> is definitely
2: years. porn for Vince McMahon. Oh no, absolutely. Uh, like, my, I was watching this, and my wife was sitting on the couch next to me, uh, not watching it. But she she like, she like, looks up at one point. She was like,
1: oh, I really don't like the noises Vince is making. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody's more into it. That was what, like, he just couldn't accept or understand that the world didn't also think this was awesome. Yeah. He's just, you almost have
0: to admire it. He's just like, I'm going to. This is a thing I'm into. I'm not even going to check with the second person.
1: Before uh, spending all of my money.
0: <laughs> right. I think he liquidated $100 million, Or maybe I'm thinking of the X- XFL.
2: I think that was for the XFL 2, yeah. which okay. which obviously didn't. Uh, didn't a didn't lot of work bad out. decisions
1: with big men. Yeah. That had the That's same what, business model. the name model. of his biography. It's got to be. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah, going to say like, this, this was the same
0: business model because it's like, what if football was a middle-aged man's idea of super badass which is what the wbf was for bodybuilding yeah um xfl2
2: was like he was trying to do like uh we're gonna make our players stand for the national anthem thing but like didn't want to be super explicit about it and then like obviously that like controversy you know died down as being like such a big thing for people and then you know Sure. I mean, obviously COVID shut down the, the league the, the second time, but yeah, still, yeah, it, it didn't look like it was going to work
0: out. Perfectly bad timing. He uh, started a XFL league right at COVID and he started a bodybuilding league right when they said no more steroids. <laughs> uh, the, the no politics thing. We also had like a no criminals thing, which you're like, yeah. oh, cool. He wants to get rid of the wife beaters, but it's Vince McMancy. So you're like, I feel like this is more of a get rid of the, the non-whites thing
2: yeah yeah, yeah. it's definitely like his his line he kept saying was like we're gonna bring football back to fans like that was in the press conference for xfl 2 xfl 1 was like we're gonna stick it up the nfl's ass like (laughs) and it's like all the like you're trying to get nfl fans to watch this like the idea of like just bashing the nfl and same thing with the if ifbb like i know you're trying to make like a bigger audience but like you don't want to bash the old competition because you're trying to get those people as fans. You would assume that the already bodybuilding fans would be your biggest, you know, possible audience. And, you know, he sort of went with, you know, I think it's funny. The first one, they were trying to make it seem more like a competition. It was definitely like, obviously very rigged so that Gary Stridham was going to win. Um, But like, you know, like I mean, it was funny, like the stage. If you've ever seen the it's it was like a YouTube video called like this aerobics video wins everything. And it's yeah, it's yeah. like a um it's the Key Crystal Light National yeah. Aerobics Championships. Oh yeah, Key and Peel did it. It's parodied in the Lego Batman movie. Um yeah. the the stage looks exactly the same as mm-hmm. the stage for in the, the WBF and Crystal Light Aerobics Championship stages <laughs> are exactly the same. And they're like you know, like the vignettes, like they have a vignette before every person. And it's like basically they're like, What are your hobbies? And the guy's like, Well, my hobbies are I like dogs. I cut I the vegetables. Like, I like I like dogs. The one guy's like, Oh, this in this sport, you never see your family. And I'm like, Isn't bodybuilding <laughs> a sport where like you really can see your family? Like you can get competition a home season gym season, isn't the whole year? Yeah. <laughs>
0: You can't fucking go lift some weights with your kid nearby? It brings up my other two bullet points. uh, Of one, it was plainly stupid because, I mean, fuck. And then, uh, two, it had a bunch of enemies. Like you mentioned that, like, Vince McMahon has made made an enemy out of everybody. And that includes bodybuilding fans and the bodybuilding federation that, like, runs this industry.
1: (laughs) This um, this thing you like sucks. Come watch something (laughs) uh, really close to it. Yeah.
2: The... The other things I liked about the initial show is one, uh, Trump, Macho Man, Ultimate Warrior, and Liz were all in the crowd. So uh, fantastic the the entire time. The first one was at the Trump Taj Mahal, right? Um, and then like it, like it, they, they the one of their themes for the night was like like it opens with the guy, the announcer who was named Greg Lewis. I don't know anything about him, but he says. It's just under a decade to the year two thousand. But for such the start a- of bodybuilding, the next millennium is here and now. Like, how can you do like a new <laughs> millennium thing
1: in nineteen ninety one? Yeah, that was such an um, insane thing to say. That announcer was fucking nuts. I am convinced he didn't have a script and he was just just fucking it. doing poppers.
0: To me that felt like one of those joke books I always make fun of where someone is staring at the same line like for too long that they've like lost like footing in reality and they're like riffing on like an idea that's like twenty layers deep. So he's like, Just I gotta do something about the year two thousand,
1: millennium. Fuck, where am I in this thought? <laughs> I've got it. Corey Feldman. We get okay, okay. Corey No, that's not it.
2: Fuck. <laughs> from from my notes from the first one just like skimming through it i think my favorite thing in any of the vignettes like introducing the bodybuilders is the jet man tony pearson who who i do think was one of the guys with a little more charisma Uh um like he at least was like i'm doing art as my bodybuilding and it's like okay like you have you have like a thing you know but he goes one of the things I like to do is go shopping. <laughs>
0: it's like,
2: you just go from shop to shop. Like, yeah, I don't need to be explained what, explains shopping, what is.
0: shopping is. I love that too. I love that so much. <laughs> his whole package was so funny to me because like it showed him like sketching these horse statues and then conspicuously did not show us what he had drawn, which I thought was hilarious. And how he's talking about like, he sculpts his body. And then he's like, yeah, I do all these. Unorthy. People look at me and they say, oh, what's he doing? It's like, cause I do a special thing to sculpt my body never gave a single example of that it's just like in his mind he's just fucking changing the field and he's just fucking doing some pull downs doing some like leg curls I don't you know,
1: know what uh you know what my favorite part of the first uh wbf special was regis philbin okay yes he is <laughs> what the fuck was regis philbin doing there and and Remember, he met those Barbarian Brothers. He's like, "I know Beef.
0: You guys listen. I I I I can stand near Beef. I'm great at it."
1: <laughs> I met Beef one time and it was a
2: disaster. It's just that like Vince McMahon like wanted to be be loved in the New York media market. So Was
1: was Regis there for
0: legitimacy? No, le- uh, that was supposed to be Lou Ferrigno, I think. And Lou Ferrigno no, that's,
3: that's
2: the second one. Okay. So, so what happened with the drug testing be- before the second one? So in like in like August of ninety one, two, months, e- two months after, no no no. So so in, in <laughs> August ninety one, two months after the comp- uh, the first pay per view, two months after uh, the WWF's doctor George Zahorian was convicted of roids, and he like said in his trial that like I shipped steroids to Vince McMahon personally, you know. Um, right. They, the they signed, so they signed Lou Ferrigno. They said it was going to be like drug free. And in fact, like Ferrigno went on Carson to be like, I'm doing this. Cause it's the, like, it's the most like drug free testing in all of mm-hmm. sports. Okay. And so then uh, in March, 1992, uh, Vince instituted a very strict drug policy. Um, the, so Lou Ferrigno just quit. Uh, he was just like, well, I'm not doing this. Uh, so <laughs> I guess that they were just not going to drug test people. But then I read in the wrestling, uh, observer, which is a long time, uh, pro wrestling newsletter that writes from like a behind the scenes perspective, um, that like, you know, they got like five, so they did drug test a bunch of people and they failed, you know, the tests obviously, and they got like fines or whatever. And then like they just s- let them all compete anyway. Like the the quote about uh, the second pay-per-view from The Observer is, well, the idea of promoting a show where the majority of the participants had recently failed a steroid test as drug free on the surface was both ludicrous and fraudulent. The funny thing is, when Showtime came, it appeared that in the preparatory period for the show among the crew, man, he is a hell of a writer, there was less steroid use than at any contest of that level in recent years. And he is correct, it really showed that there was like it it wasn't like that there was less steroid use. It was like, oh, these guys had to abruptly end their
1: their steroids cycles. Three weeks ago in in the middle of a cycle. You had to stop is what that look was. Yeah. I <laughs> and meant, I believe yeah. almost word for word Tom Platt says that uh, at every <laughs> <Yeah>. single set. <laughs> this guy looked better on steroids, Vince. Yeah, man, God I miss those steroids. D- damn it.
0: I can Tom. barely jerk off to this, Vince. <laughs> I'm Vince, I'm jerking off to it. Fuck you. You're wrong.
2: Uh, but like the second one is very much leaning into the character thing yeah. even more than the first one. And it leads into the wrestling thing. More like uh, we had like a VHS rip of the uh initial one. So maybe that like cut out uh like wrestler. Well, in the first interviews, one. But the, but the second one has Bobby Heenan and Mean Gene Okerland and Vince, like the regular yeah. wrestling announcers doing almost all the commentary yeah. besides Tom Platts, who butts in to,
1: to tell you how this guy sucks this year. <laughs> for some reason, for some weird reason. Like the first one, the first one, I kind of what I didn't like as much because it was so nothing. It was like it, it was trying to be a little bit of wrestling, but like their their packages weren't leaning into their character. They were just like, I, I, I like my wife, but not as much as I like my dog and whites.
0: Like I was going to say, they're so fucking like slow and like. Intimate and sincere, and it's just like for a packed casino crowd. And so they're like, "Hey, let's watch this guy like chop up his vegetables to prepare his meal." Like, uh bodybuilding's hard work, and you're just like, "Fucking seven minutes of that," and you're like, this
1: right crowd then is dead." Then they'd call him the Dark Angel, and he's lowered <laughs> yes. from the ceiling in a Dracula <laughs> cape, and you're like, "What the fuck? Where did that come from?" <laughs> uh-huh. So the second one, the second one rules because they just fully leaned into that. They said, "You know right. what? This guy doesn't live outside of outside of this arena. He is a, yes. he is a muscle Dracula full time. Right. Everybody meet Muscle Dracula, no last name. He,
0: let, he eats coyote meat in a pit, and we've let him into society for this one night. Here, Please watch welcome. a five
1: minute short film, so you can understand uh, his muscles." <laughs> Yeah,
0: I, um, I guess I, let's maybe just go through the pay-per-view. We all, I know we all have a ton of notes. Uh, the first one opens with um, just flash frames of beef. I made a note of how it's just kind of um, almost an, uh, an electric storm of veiny bulges. Like you can't identify anything and it feels really like dangerous for epileptic viewers. And they have these dancers, they're called the body rockers. And they're not like fitness models. It just seems like any collegiate dance team Just in leotards, doing dance aerobics, uh, doing like unsexy, just cabbage patches and running mans. Like they're not even trying to be sexy, which only makes it hotter for me. And uh, I think it goes on, like the packages, it goes on for what most people would call forever. Like you're just like, what? (laughs) Fucking watching. Uh, they
2: they all have like amazing like it's nineteen ninety one, but they all have like amazing nineteen eighties perms. Like yes, even the like even the black women appear to have gotten like 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 perms on this. On they this share dress. a hairdresser like, for sure. They did yeah, not, like, every, did not like, say, oh yeah, like, yeah,
0: oh, yeah, yeah like, let's bring in a, a someone for the black hair. It's like no no no, tease that shit up. I want that blown
1: out eight feet high. The most the early nineties were the most eighties. Like until up yeah, until like oh, absolutely, 90s. yeah. Uh, it, it was peak eighties until ninety three.
0: Uh, let's see. I, I guess the the first guy to come out was the flexing Dutchman.
1: Uh, what's his can name? Barry the Can we already stop? Please. That's the best. Why did they even have other names? That's the best <laughs> goddamn name I had ever heard. Can you imagine if you were like picking your persona? And that's generous that I'm I'm assuming They allowed to pick their persona. But the very first guy that comes out is, what's your name? I'm the Flexing Dutchman. And then you have to follow that. Like, oh, I'm." what's my character? Uh, Big Mike is what I put down. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Uh, One of the things in the Flexing
2: Dutchman's little video is that he says he likes to look at the ocean. Yeah. A lot of them like to look at
1: the ocean. Yeah,
2: which like you love it. True. Like I like to look at the ocean, but I don't know if I'd like if I if someone asked me like what my top hobbies
1: were. My dog my dog likes to look at the ocean a lot too.
0: Yeah, it it feels like something you'd say to like like a, a woman if you didn't know her and you were trying to like bang her. Like it felt I guess that's what these like little vignettes felt like is is sort of like these guys on a date, like trying to like put their best foot forward. For like their girlfriend's parents or something, I don't know.
1: Could have been absolutely could have been reused and remixed as uh, as dating as video dating early nineties video dating for the huge.
0: I made the note that while he's like out there flexing, uh, one of the announcer says his veins are like a garden hose and Which he's is, like, is a, a good a, thing. <laughs> yeah, I think like, it's a good thing. He says, I was up close to him in the gym. Oh, I must have been an inch thick up close. I was like, God damn, that's great. And the other announcer says, you've heard of a Dutch oven. Well, this Dutchman's got them heating up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't think oh, you know what lines. Meant. Oh, that's yeah. great. So
0: good. And again, it's just, like, a touch of showmanship. Like, they come out and he's like, I've got a cool wrestler name, but I'm just in my underpants flexing. Like, there's no...
2: Well, yeah. hold on. He has some they, of the dancers, and they, like, take off, at his, like, his towel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And He's in his, like, little... But there's they a, also flex
1: to the music. They have advanced choreography where every one of their flexes right. is to, like, a little beat or, like, a little, a little drop in the song, which is so whimsical uh, yeah. and silly. Yeah. I kind I kind of love it because that's not the normal thing. I went, I checked because I don't know shit about this. So I was like, do am I into this? Do they all just do little choreographed dances? No, just no. here where they do their their little dances, and they they seem happiest when they get to drop the pose and just like cabbage yeah. patch a little bit.
0: Yeah, I want to say that this is not. Bodybuilding and pro wrestling though this is like bodybuilding and figure skating and I don't mean that as an insult I mean like when you watch an Olympic figure skating event they have little costumes and themes they're doing little stories and movies while they ice skate. And that's what this felt like to me it's like, I'm I'm kind of a, a whimsical beach guy and I'll like stop and wink. And the announcer for this is like, "Oh, the fuck! He just winked. No, unprecedented in bodybuilding. <laughs> you know." So I guess bodybuilding is point. just real square, just it real is, by yeah. the numbers. My
2: my scary. wife and I were calling it like it's like RuPaul's Drag Race if it were like much more boring or like much right. less theatrical and had some sort of like allegedly like uh, a. Ab- objective like scoring system
0: rupaul's tractor pull it sounds great (laughs) (laughs) i love it uh the next guy is dark angel aaron baker and he kind of rules he's got like a show enough hairdo from uh last dragon and he he does
2: he does there's a lot of really good hairdos yeah i mean like the mullet may have been on its way out by Nineteen ninety one, maybe it wasn't, but like in wrestling, it was going to stick around for much longer. So I assume bodybuilding is the same thing.
0: Yeah, there was some great mullet hair, uh, but yeah, Aaron Baker. Uh, he draws comic books. He clearly is like into this. He's like, I'm going to be like a like a dude vampirella, and he kind of comes out with like his cape covering his face. He's still up he comes out, and He's cute. lowered
1: from the oh, ceiling. Yeah, right. in a- lowered <laughs>
0: from the ceiling on a platform. uh Very burlesque show. Uh, And then, you know, cute, cute little smirk. He's my favorite by far. But his package was also him just like playing the guitar, talking about his like magical herbal tea ritual. You're like, dude, come the fuck on. He He
2: has like a really weird tea kettle. Like it was a a tea kettle shape I had never seen before.
1: Because it's his his emperor tea for ancient, vanished ghost emperors that have been lost to time and only he knows the secrets. One of the announcers does have a really good line about him. He says,
2: I think he really believes in this character. It's why it works so well.
1: (laughs) I think he thinks he's kind of a muscle Dracula. Uh, Yeah. Like a like a friendly one, a friendly muscle Dracula. If Dracula fed on love instead of blood
0: this was the early nineties. We still thought nerds like were magical, like that, that they thought their Dungeons and Dragons games were real. So that could have been what he was referring to. Like,
2: Oh, maybe. Yeah. Read,
0: read too like, many. Gonfles, oh, you know?
2: yeah. Like, Oh, this guy's a nerd. That's why he really believes this shit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah, but normally when I watch something weird like this, especially for an article or podcast, I'm like super riveted. Like I'm finding unique details and subtle strangeness, but I, I, I'm fucking. My mind is wandering so bad while I'm watching this. Like I'm. This is in my notes, Just like what the fuck is going on? I think yeah, ten minutes has one, passed, and you've just been daydreaming. Yeah, I agree.
1: Uh, I did write down, however, uh, I wrote down at least one piece of of Tom Platt's uh, uh, feedback and and uh, announcements uh, for each one. So I, I he really captivated me with his, yeah. uh, the expert takes he brought as a former. Uh, champion bodybuilder, I think they said. Yeah, yeah I uh, think
2: he was Mr. Universe one year.
1: Yeah, so it was good to have an expert's eye on things. And uh, for, I wrote it down here, for uh, for Aaron Baker, the Dark Angel, he said, uh, huge back. <laughs>
3: Dude,
0: that, his commentary was almost always just like, ooh, nice. Good. Yeah, like it there. was like
2: nobody, no one taught him to be like, hey like why don't you explain what he's doing yeah. and then like the new viewers might like understand this a little more yeah but instead he was just like oh uh, un- unreal i can't believe this stage you know like yeah. this is incredible yeah
0: i could have definitely use something to say like oh this muscle group is like really hard to work like uh, yeah, that's tell me sort what of it the is, job man. of a color commentator is. like hey People at home, I know you're not into this. Like who the fuck would be into this? But like let me explain why this is important and why this is like uniquely good or whatever the fuck.
1: Or even there's, the name of the muscle that you're praising. Yeah. Would be good. There's there's a
2: part where like the announcer says, like like says or like Tom goes like, Oh, you know, he's new he's known for doing like lighter weights, but like lots of reps, whereas most guys do like heavier weights, but uh-huh. Fewer reps, and then the the announcer guy is like is like, oh, well, what's, yeah. he, what's the what's the advantage of doing that? And then like he doesn't really have an answer for it, and it's like, yeah, come on, about, this is the one thing I wanted to know. Like, he says
1: different because, muscle fibers. Yes, he says he's, he's not, got red fibers. He's not, not got
0: white fiber, and he says. that that makes one of them like a football athlete the other one like a
1: track athlete. I'm like, what the fuck? They're both bodybuilder athletes. (laughs) He just made it up. Once again, before the internet, you could just, God, you could just lie. You could lie with absolute impunity and nobody would ever call you out on it. Uh, It was a magical time in America.
0: And speaking of these giant men sucking at other sports, the next guy is the Zook. And he's a beach guy. So he does beach stuff. They show him playing volleyball and I was like fucking livid. Like... (laughs) Guys, fucking lifting this is the first clip. He like jumps straight in the goddamn net, and I'm like, cut that one! The fucking guy it <laughs> The first, like,
2: the first thing this guy says is he hates team sports, and <laughs> right. then later they show him playing volleyball really poorly. So it's yeah. like, oh well, yeah. I understand why. That's
0: why? Because I'd kick him the this fuck is, out of the pitch. This a is also team. the guy
2: who says he spends a lot of time away from his family, which. I feel bad, bad. Like that's that stinks. If if that if you want to spend time with your family, I just think that bodybuilding is a sport where you could do that. See,
1: one hundred percent agree. I related to him the most because he's a motorcycle guy, and they showed him on his ninja. (laughs) Yeah, he talks about how fast his ninja is, and then (laughs) it shows him blasting helmetlessly on the PCH in his skull hammer pants, just flapping in the wind. The reflection yeah. of the beach in his Oakleys it's just the most fucking 90s moment I've ever seen of this huge man on if I, I should explain <laughs> the ninja is a very small bike and he is a very huge man and it was very much a uh, a, a, a an oversized twin on a little scooter kind of moment. <laughs> it was great.
0: God if there was yeah if there's two of them like that, that would have been a really funny visual.
1: I wish they all, I wish everybody would get together and form a little motorcycle gang, just all on tiny sports bikes, tiny Japanese sports bikes meant to hold Japanese people <laughs> <laughs> blasting around under uh, your 300 pounds of bulk.
0: One of the announcers says, this guy's been on several episodes of Doogie Howser MD, and uh, that acting experience helped him with his poses, is what he explains.
1: <laughs> uh, so Tom Platts actually chimes in with some expert commentary here, and he says... Ooh, this is nice! Nice pack. Nice pack. Great back. Um, I looked him up on
2: IMDb, and he played uh, a bodybuilder on an episode of Full House, and he played Muscle Man on an episode
1: of Doogie Howser. Amazing, and uh, he and then also he was Doctor Doctor Hammerstein on an episode he, of. The he AD. also
2: was in a movie called Kill Point. From 1984, where he let me played... guess, let
1: me guess, he played
0: human-headed gorilla.
2: Now, unfortunately, he played Muscle Man. Oh, that's
0: a my second guess, just one word. He's. I think that's an upgrade. Be fantastic. I do like how. Oh, how wrestlers my friend brian always makes this observation how like wrestlers look like gorillas when they put on suits like when they try when they aren't yes, wearing it always suit. looks
1: like cosplay
0: <laughs> yeah it looks like the thing like trying to blend into the crowd like i don't know it's funny i'm a, every once in so a while i'm not a turtle
1: everybody I'm, I'm a regular human like you every once in a while in like a marvel comic they'll do the the slice of life thing. And it'll show like the Hulk in a tuxedo or something. It's exactly, <laughs> it's exactly that feeling of like, you shouldn't be in that, but we're having a good time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Some of these guys come, they carry like an awkward nude energy. Like normally it's bodybuilding. You're like, Oh, they're supposed to be wearing a speedo, but the, some of them are like, this feels like a guy in his underpants to me. I don't, I can't put my finger on it, but it feels like a very like Marvel uh, swimsuit special type of shot where, I'm just like, I don't I feel like this guy
1: needs pants. I don't I don't yeah, know. Yeah, some I, I, of them are are smaller than others. Like I don't think be. there's a regulation panty. A regulation like, muscle panty.
0: Like I guess the next guy, Mike Christian, uh, who's the the iron warrior, and uh he also loves to hang out on the beach, but he does like a chainmail thing when he comes out, but he he but not like like you're picturing. Like, it's he looks like a video game character one hit away from death. He's got, like, a
3: <laughs> chainmail hat
0: and a chainmail glove, like, on one hand, and then, like, a shoulder thing on the other. Uh, like, he got chased through a medieval clothesline, and it's only for, like, a like four seconds, and he's just like, can we get this shit off of me? And then he's like, a tiny white thong, and you're like, yeah, well, now it looks like I just watched a man undress. It looks like I watched, like... Like, somebody get this guy's clothes. You watched
1: him be undressed. You watched somebody steal his clothes. I had that in several of these, like, where they have the woman come in and, like, wrench the clothes off of him. And then he explodes it. Like, it looks like somebody stole your clothes.
0: Yeah. Like, it it makes me feel bad for you now. It looks like someone really sucks at Ghosts and
1: Goblins, (laughs) is what this guy looks like. (laughs) Uh, Tom Platts comes out for Mike Christian and he says, uh, You could lose your wallet in that back. (laughs) I remember that.
0: (laughs) Great back notes. Thank you for taking such detailed back notes. Uh, (laughs) Regis comes on. He's like, this is a shootout. And luckily the next guy is from the old West.
1: (laughs) (laughs) From the old West, from lost in time. He's been lost in time, was sucked into a wormhole. He's terrified at our modern world. So don't clap too loud for. <laughs> don't scare him. So
0: you're thinking, finally, we get this cowboy guy. He's going to throw to a cowboy guy. He's going to be like, uh, no, he's another beach guy. And he says his biggest muscle is his heart because he has two dogs. Uh, and then you're like, okay, now here comes this cowboy thing. But no, he's a fucking Indian. He's, he's like a fucking like savage, like war paint Indian with leather panties. Little fluffy oh, cotton tail yeah.
1: loincloth. You're right. You're yes. right. And he's, uh, so, he's <clears throat> five foot
0: four and he looks like Ram Man. And they will not shut up about his full bellied <laughs> muscles. Just, oh, this guy's dense. He's thick. He's just like a little fucking rectangle of a man.
2: He is, he is also the guy who says, I can be myself around my dogs, which is <clears throat> was, was just like, uh, I was like, oh, that makes me feel.
0: bad try to not be a five foot four bodybuilder anywhere else like like try to just blend into society and not be that i think you're around i think you're yourself around everybody buddy he
1: they show him playing golf and that's the uh, i felt bad for laughing at that like he should be able to just play golf but it looks hilarious like it looks like you're making fun of golf when you're that big and you do something like that he's in red hot pants and like a little
0: muscle t-shirt so i mean like it did not look like a golf outfit, but if he wasn't a golf outfit, it'd
1: be twice as funny. I guarantee. <laughs> All Just, right, let's, let's get the uh, the back update. Uh, Tom uh, Platt says, "Nice back." <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, um, the other guy, I forget the other guy's name, but he chimes in to say, "It's ironic that he has wrinkly dogs. He doesn't have a wrinkle on him. Doesn't look anything like his pets." That is ironic. <laughs> he he has a really good like bleach
2: blonde flat top. He has like mm-hmm. a like a like a Brian Bosworth haircut. Yeah. Um which is really good. He is our first uh competitor who is dead. He died in oh. 2014. He had a heart attack at his gym. Um huh. I found an obituary of him on the website musculardevelopment.com. <laughs> um it appears to that. be a magazine too. Um, they, and they read a nice an, eulogy a, on on that website. Yeah, it's an interview uh for um it's it's an in, well it says like if one phrase summed up Vince Comerford it revolved around the organ that finally failed him. Vince oh. Comerford had heart. <laughs>
0: oh my god. Um that's like uh, dark and haunting.
2: So I've I've written I've written obits um you know like I spent a year as an intern in college like a summer as an intern in college and I wrote a lot of of obits for for a newspaper that mm-hmm. summer, and like the 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 like two rules I got from the regular obit guy who was like you know taking some vacation days that summer was like, look, these are easy because everybody wants to talk about the person who you know who just died. The only thing is like the only hard question is ask them how they died, and then the like the other thing is don't do any fucking puns, and, and then like and don't the be third, fucking the, cute. Yeah, and the the third thing was like. The only real hard thing is you'll you'll learn about some people, and you, and you'll learn that no one, some people never did a fucking thing in their lives. So. They say he
0: had a great head on his shoulders. Unfortunately, that's not how he ended his life. He was beheaded by a train. <laughs> so. I
2: found a, uh, so this, this guy who wrote the obit also wrote a little, like he found an interview with him that he had done in 1993 and posted that as well. And here, here is how he says about, here's what Vince says about the world bodybuilding federation. Thinking over the last two years, the word that motivates me the most is disgust, disgust at myself. I want to regain respect. You know what disgusts me most? I became civilized. What the hell, a bodybuilder who's civilized? A pro (laughs) bodybuilder's got to be nuts, frenzied, fighting, and scratching for every break. You have to be an animal to be certifiably mad to go after the extremes we try to achieve. In bodybuilding, you have to go to every extreme to be extreme. Physique-wise, I want to be somewhere I've never been before. And the just hold on tight and hope I survive. In the IFBB, you got to get hungry to compete. You gotta have the attitude of getting up on that stage and screaming. Now, just fucking try and take it from me. <laughs> um, I so don't... this is
0: about probably he got too much money from Vince McMahon. I, 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 I don't,
2: I don't know, but it does say at the end that he never did compete again in
0: bodybuilding. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, because Vince was given these guys like three hundred thousand dollars salaries and. I feel like that if you're just like barely scraping by and you get that, you're like, okay, this is who I am now. I'm spending this money every year of my life until I die. And then it all gets taken away from you. You have to do some real like rationalization. Like, no, no, this is actually good. This is like, I'm, I'm, I'm hungry. I'm I'm, a, I'm, an animal now. Like, that's what it feels like to me.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, I think I sort of get what he's saying, but it's also like kind of sad. It's like, I can only do this like terrible sport if I'm, I, I mean, like, he's saying it's terrible, kind of. Right. Like, you have to be poor to do this sport, like, or else you're, like, too, like, livid high and, like, yeah. to, to do it. Like, I don't know. It there just seems like 30. it's a strange thing, but, like, I do sort of get it. Uh,
1: I don't know. I heard yeah. that all the way back. That was the that was the central theme of Pumping Iron, and then <laughs> Pumping Iron's answer was, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> next up, we have uh, executioner Johnny oh. morell Oh, I skipped skip something you want to talk no, about?
1: No, just this is, the,
0: this is the most problematic one. <laughs> yeah, he comes out an executioner's hat uh, with a... Uh, well, that looks, hold on. It does look like a picture negative of a KKK Klansman.
1: Yeah, uh, it's not dressed. an executioner's hood like every single person is picturing. It's the yeah. other one that yeah. we don't show for a reason. And he is a black man. Yes. Uh, it's, it's not a great look. Yeah. I mean
0: it,
2: the second year Bobby Heenan makes a David Duke joke about
1: it. Yeah, well, says, we'll, I have
2: it. Yeah. Well, we can we can get to that when we No, If you have it, the go. It's this I
1: mean, tune the you. tune for part 2 where we tell you the David Duke joke about Bobby the Brain yeah, Heenan made so, about Blackness. Yeah, a black yeah,
2: nerd. that's it. Yeah. You know what? Stay to the stay to later in the podcast. You can hear that joke later.
0: Uh, do you have anything about his back?
1: Uh, yeah Tom Platz says huge back <laughs> uh, I also I really feel notes... like he was impressed in that one some yeah, of these he's that. like phoning in
2: but it was like actually interesting to see who he was impressed by I just wish that like he had then given a follow up thing as to like why he was impressed right. just like, he did seem like legitimately impressed but then like we didn't know why so it wasn't all that helpful
0: yeah, I got the idea that like having a good back is maybe unusual or the sign of a, a, a thoughtful bodybuilder because, you know. I, see, I, think I, th- most I bodybuilders... thought it was
1: maybe like the most difficult thing to do is have like some sort of really visibly muscled back or something just by the way he was talking about it. But in he never explains. He's even in part two and he never explains. Yeah,
0: It seems like the three of us should know after watching two entire pay-per-view bodybuilding after specials. After watching
1: four hours of <laughs> four hours. guys' huge backs.
0: Uh, I have in my notes that they did a little uh, this is when they showed a package of the uh, choreography rehearsals. And I feel like this took this did more to take away the magic than anything they've shown so far <laughs> These like cranky bodybuilders working with like these theatrical men like showing them how then you step here and step here and then shake your thigh at the crowd and you're like, oh, this takes. Like I thought they were improving a lot of this stuff,
1: and it turns out no, no. Carefully, this was all... all of this was carefully choreographed <laughs> was by professionals. By, by professionals, they were so unhappy. It was just you could just see it on there. Like yep. I don't want to do this.
0: Yeah, just way out of their element. Uh, <clears throat> the next one is Mighty Mike Quinn, and uh, he's got like what he claims to be a very big personality, but he's like, I had never heard a quiet audience here because of my giant personality. I'm really likable and cool. I I don't know. I, I wasn't getting it. Uh, uh, he,
1: but, ke- he says, I'm the psycho. And then he says, but I'm a rebel with a cause. So sure. uh, I yeah. think you know. I think you he, know who he is. He also says, I've built a career based
2: on love. Um, and <laughs> says that his that his parents have been at almost every competition Great. he's ever done. Which is nice. It's just, I don't understand how you can be the like psycho and also be like, and I'm really into love. You
1: know, yeah, like, he, fucking, he just fucking, hasn't fucking psycho. At all. Psycho for love.
0: Uh, and it's in the middle of his show. This is super fucking weird. He gets <laughs> shot. Like He just sort of falls and the music kind of has a drum beat. And so one of the announcers clearly scripted says like, oh, he's been shot. Like, like, oh, let me help. <laughs> let me help sell this narrative. And then he gets resurrected. And it's as Jesus as you might expect. Like his arms are out like Jesus. And these ladies help pick him up. And then there is like a fucking like rasmataz beat drop. Like it's like okay, now it's time for a jazzy dance number. Now that I've been resurrected, and then it gets kind of sexy. Like he humps these two girls.
1: <laughs> he humps oh, the skanks that resurrected him. The, the holy, the holy skanks. And see, um, I think this is where they got the. Yeah, I think this is where they got the idea for part two, where they were like, "Oh, yeah. okay, hold on. This this was the best part. It all has to be this.
0: <laughs> yep." Uh, the color commentator in the middle of all this says that he's the kind of guy who will like feel down before getting on the stage and then light up once the competition's ready to start. So it's like a really sad story about how even his casual acquaintances recognize this guy's chronic depression. (laughs) (laughs) And
1: (laughs) And that it's all an act.
0: Oh, made me so sad.
2: I have, I have some, some verbatim quotes of the announcers during his, uh, his routine. So the one guy goes, get shot. Then like very creative kind of routine here. Then the other guy says the resurrection of Mike Quinn. The first guy says dancing. This is great. He's good at it too. And then
1: this is no Foxtrot. So that's, that was the, the riveting announcing. And then Tom Platt says a super muscled guy. Dance back.
0: You know, I actually have an audio clip of Mike Quinn's performance in the second WBF. I'll go ahead and play that here. It seems like the perfect time. This is how it got upgraded.
3: My name is Mighty Mike. I'm a <laughs> through and through. I'll make you tremble in your feet just by looking at
0: you. That was not us laughing, by the way. Those were the announcers laughing at him.
2: This
3: is the kind of action you get. This is (laughs) the healthy bobsled team. Mighty Mike with this lady. Wild. Oh yeah, get it on. Great performer. The bad boy of bodybuilding, most definitely.
1: <laughs> Amazing. I, he's okay. Before we even we can, get to we it, we can
2: talk about that routine because that's like a yeah, it's an all timer,
1: but he's not the only one. Not even there's not even two, there's more than two that do their own song and yep. rap. I just there, there has to be this has to be after the, the time that Vince McMahon got his his taste. Of, of making albums like he had to, I, this was targeted. I feel like it, I don't think it happened, but I feel like this was targeted where Vince McMahon was like, and then we can make an album out of their <laughs>
0: entrance songs. Yes. No question. He, he was going to have a soundtrack to this because there was also a magazine for this, uh, and like a, a line of diet pills and all that. Uh, so uh, Vince McMahon di- diversifies his merchandising. Uh, Next up, I have D- David Durth in my notes. He's the rock and roll wild child. And uh, he loves to rock, so they show him making veggies and playing with his beloved son. Uh, <laughs> you'd think he'd come out with like, you know, some glam rock hair or something, but he comes out as a leather daddy, like a
1: full on leather daddy. Yeah, it's like two, it's second. It's the second of the competition that is just straight up in bondage gear.
0: Right, right. He's like a dancer for a gay bachelor party. And uh, he does the jumping splits and a flying sidekick.
1: Well, he tries.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then now
1: like, ooh, what what agility from the big man. That's a I'm very like, difficult move yeah. for a gymnast, let alone <laughs> yeah, yeah. a bodybuilder.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, he did he did the like Pete Townsend like uh, guitar like playing where you like roll your arm around yes. thing during this routine. I have a I have a quote from his like from his little vignette. Um, and it was, I'll start visualizing the day ahead of me. Sometimes I just like to go fishing and just think about, you know, normal things. <laughs> I like to fish, I like to eat them, and I like to catch them. And I think <laughs> that
0: is I
1: think normal things, like you, probably. <laughs> like a human.
0: Like an earth monster such as yourself. Uh, uh, there's a passionate slowdown in the middle that was really weird. For like 10 seconds, he just, the music drops to like a ballad and he kind of just pausing himself. So I think there's stories being told in these performances. I don't understand. I don't think anyone does. Maybe, maybe this is
1: a little bit there. I thought I read that as like, am I that buff? And then he kind of feels around and is like, no, Mm -hmm. I am. And then the rock and roll kicks back home. Yeah. That's the story.
2: I I thought he was sort of dressed like if like D Snyder were in, in the village people. Okay, like, yeah, that, that is perfect. Is. Yes, that's
0: exactly right, which
1: and also mostly like what, naked.
2: Which is like what Vince McMahon would think rock and roll was like. <laughs> I feel like so that's pretty. That's pretty obvious.
3: Pretty.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, do you want your Tom Platt's commentary? Please. This guy's in shape. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Nailed
0: it. <laughs> uh The next we have giant killer Danny Padilla, uh, the five foot two guy from Pumping Iron. And his package is like, it's just a fucking normal guy. He's got a bodega. uh, He loves to bowl.
2: He says, we used to go to a place and the lady was so nice. We used to bowl until four in the morning.
1: That they included (laughs) that in his his package that he used. No, he used to. He does not anymore. But there was a time in his life when he would bowl until four in the morning but the, those days are over.
0: Oh, man. A nice bowling lady. Uh, he comes out and he start, it's, he's he got like a Latin beat. And the announcer says, Padilla comes alive to the Latin beat,
1: which I <laughs> not really love. Nope, not allowed to do that. They also talk a lot about how he's 40. He's looks crazy. great. 40 and he looks great. Uh, Tom Platt's commentary is, look at those muscles, aged like a fine cheese. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, right, he is he is 40, so he's not, like, as vascular. But uh, I feel like he has, like, a dramatic silhouette. Like, I would put him as one of the top guys. But the announcers don't seem to agree with me because uh, with everyone else, they're like, what the fuck is that on his back? That muscle doesn't exist. But with, like, Danny, they're like, hey, it's, it's all right for an old guy. His dancing's fine. Uh, great bowler.
2: I like, kind of liked his, uh, his dancing. And, like, yeah, you're right. Like, I don't know how to score bodybuilding right Uh, but i looked it up and he was like you know did like really well in like lightweight and middleweight divisions but mm -hmm. they didn't
1: want to give any of the spots to a little guy is obviously what that was all the spots went to not only the biggest guys but the tallest guys like there was this was about being which again
2: is a very vince mcmahon yeah
1: he, he likes the big i like the big and i love the evil
0: Uh, I have another note from the commentators. Uh, One of them says, living proof there's no correlation between height and heart.
1: (laughs) What the fuck does that mean? (laughs) Because we always believed it. That short people were mean. We've always believed it, people.
0: Oh god, I thought of the darkest joke. God damn it.
1: <laughs> we're gonna cut all of that cut that thought i had is it a callback to the man that died of a heart attack
0: yes yes okay. it is it's called back to the short yeah. man who
1: died of a heart attack yes, it cut. Is.
0: you i just i'm glad you could hear me thinking that yes I, I could <laughs> <laughs> okay, immediately as soon as you For said sure. it yeah so the next guy forget i said any of that uh <laughs> is jim quinn and he's the future of bodybuilding and he's doing like a like a universal soldier thing a terminator thing uh, they have him inside a bug zapper. Or maybe it's a tanning booth. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I didn't know how that was supposed to be a cyborg. It was like they just found whatever props they could yeah. they could find.
1: Did you? Do you have his, his little introductory speech while he was in the bug zapper? I
0: didn't take it down word for word, but he had like a, oh, a mean- bit he was doing about how LA bodybuilders are always like concerned with matching their sweats and their hats. And he's just like, look, and I'll, I'll just lift weights and whatever. I look like
1: shit. Oh, yikes! Where it's still in the past. I thought we were into the routine. Okay,
0: it, let's do the routine then. Like what? What? Okay.
1: It was just I. I assumed I was so sure. Like in my notes here, I just put Sean Baby probably has this clip. You don't <laughs> have the clip. You don't have the clip of his speech clip when it. he starts. No.
0: What did he say? Uh,
1: the future of bodybuilding is here. I am Skeletor. I am the master of the universe. I am He-Man's <laughs> worst adversary. He's afraid of me. <clears throat> It's
0: so fucking weird.
1: That's the weirdest fucking thing you can say. I,
0: I'm sorry for disappointing you. I,
1: Oh, man. Although uh, there was an early draft of this where it was all He Man themed. I'm sorry we didn't update you. Uh, you're just going to have to go on. You're going to have to go on as the only guy saying shit about how you're in He Man. Because it's a, it's a crazy thing to say, but just embrace it.
0: It is funny that uh, Skeletor was weirdly buff. Like, the Skeletor had the exact same mold as He Man. So you're thinking, oh, Skeletor's uh, a skeleton. Uh, uh, no, no, no. Skeletor was jacked. He Uh,
1: he also says, I believe the future of the sport is big, big people.
2: (laughs) I have that written down too. It's really good.
1: It's
0: a good (laughs) prediction. His outfits are uh, like, he comes out with uh, a laser tag helmet and Oakley's and purple panties. And (laughs) he looks like Ben Stiller in a comical muscle suit. And here's the weirdest compliment. I'm 100% sure you guys have this in your notes. They all go, we have very thin skin they're like oh yeah look at how fucking thin his skin is like it's a very high compliment
1: yeah that was that was my that was my feedback that was your tom platt's comment and uh they said this was
0: his pro debut which was weird to me so i looked him up and he won the year before in the ibff uh and i guess an amateur competition and then after this uh he didn't get in the top 10 except for a couple times, like several years later. So I don't think this destroyed his career, but it seems like it was not great for it. Like this guy was like top of the world. Then Vince McMahon threw him in this and he got blacklisted for a couple of years and just didn't come back a hundred percent. I just, I feel like this is one of the, one of the stories that like, oh, this guy could have been the, the next Arnold, but Vince fucked his life up.
2: Yeah. yeah. I looked him up. Uh, he ran for nearly 2,000 yards in his uh, college football career wow. at the University of New, New Hampshire. Um, he recently fell out of their top 10 all time
1: leading rushers, however. Yeah. So-, so he had several promising careers. Yeah. Vince yeah. McMahon ate them and they were delicious. <laughs> uh, he, rubbed, he rubbed his belly and went num, num, num. Your
0: careers. Uh next one I have Eddie Robinson. My notes for him is he is 26. I did not take down any other notes. I don't know if that's an insult to Eddie Robinson or if I was very distracted.
2: Nope, they, he, uh, there was nothing. I so I looked everybody up to see who was still alive. Most most of them were still alive, um which is like like if you watched a World Wrestling Federation pay-per-view from 1991, yeah. you'd have a much higher death death toll. Um so Eddie Robinson is still alive. And I went to his, I found him on Instagram and like mm-hmm. literally the first thing is a cameo. He purchased from Dan Bongino, like a, like who's
0: like a right wing. Oh no. yeah. I know. Like,
2: he is. Yeah. But then the whole rest of the Instagram was like, just like being like, I love my wife. I love uh, like lifting. Uh, like, like, Life I is love great. Standing so
0: like, for the Pledge of Allegiance.
2: Yeah, like I was shocked at how the rest of his Instagram
1: feed was like perfectly like chill. Yeah, yeah well, Tom Platts funny. even agrees with us. There's nothing to this guy. His 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 feedback was he looks strong. <laughs> <laughs> You're in a bodybuilding competition, it's and the fucking... best thing you have to say about it, guys, he looks strong. <laughs> fucking three-year-old would say that. <laughs> And you wouldn't be proud of them. You'd be like, yeah.
0: Nuts. Uh, Tony Pearson's next. He's the one who's an artist. He's a sculptor, not a bodybuilder. And uh, I thought this was pretty good. Uh, He makes super bad music of himself, like sexually moaning. Uh, I really (laughs) liked that. Uh, His gimmick is this Top Gun thing where it's just like, what What is this? But they they never say
1: that he was in the Air Force or anything. Yeah, yeah. they don't explain, like,
2: why he's the Jet Man. Jet man.
1: No, in fact, the, he, there's a little section where he says, I believe in destiny. I was destined to be a lifeguard. <laughs> just... So that's why they made him the Jet Man, of course.
0: Of Maybe course. he gets, like, diarrhea when he eats too much uh, protein shake. <laughs>
1: he's the one who just explains that. what shopping is. <laughs> he goes, right? I love yeah. shopping. You go shop to shop. You spend a lot of money.
0: <laughs> uh and yet when that, so so he's doing a top gun thing he's the shopper guy you think oh his costume's gonna be great he takes it off before he's out of the shadows like he, <laughs> he, it's just like <laughs> a,
3: <the> <laughs>
0: a man undressing by the time you see him he's in his underpants the least of all the gimmicks is just like guys you remember top gun let's do a top gun one uh, also he
1: it, for the jet man i thought he was gonna fly in on something or at least yeah, be like you know? lower, yeah lower because they do have a ceiling thing
0: He took off a jacket in the shadows. Maybe it was a flight jacket. We don't know. It's very much like if you wore a cowboy hat at home and then took it off before you left for your stripper job. Like that's, that's how deep his gimmick went. Uh, Gary Stride. Oh, do you have notes about his back?
1: Oh yeah. Tom Platt says known for his back development. (laughs) Uh,
0: Soon everyone will be known for their back development because he will not shut up about backs. But Gary Strideham is next. Uh, And he's obviously like the the chosen one. He's the guy that they've picked to win. Uh, He he also notes that he
2: likes to shop and sort of explains what shopping is as well. And then they cut to him on Rodeo Drive. So he likes to shop for very fine thing. But very then he
1: also says, I don't always buy because it's a lot of money.
2: <laughs> yeah. He also has like an industrial kitchen in his condo, he says.
1: It's, it's oh, in, in the building of his yeah, condo. Yeah, it's yeah, clearly yeah. a restaurant okay. at the bottom of the condo. And he goes into the back to yell at the chef. Right. Can you make right. me a burger with no cheese on it? Yeah, okay. Fine. Yeah, I got it. You don't have to come into the kitchen. Got, yeah.
0: Get, go fucking sit down. Uh, he seems like he was like a not just pushed by Vince, but he's like a hugely successful guy. He was in the top three basically every competition of the last two years, sometimes placing first uh and this did tank his career like after this shit fell apart. he took a long break, he came in twelfth at some competition five years later, and that's basically it like he basically never like competed again after this
1: and Vince McMahon grew an inch and a half
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I liked his gimmick. He had a little top hat and cane, which is almost the funniest thing you can give to an was almost naked a, man. Was so, it a magician or
1: was it just a rich man? I couldn't. so. I,
2: I don't know, but if you if you if you know if you know one thing about the WBF, it's like you may have seen this YouTube video of Vince McMahon. I believe it's the same clip, but it's like from like the, the WBF. TV show and it has Vince like announcing over it and he's like Top Hat and Kane talk about going out for a night on the town. And then it's you know and then like they've they've turned it into it's like a it's an animated gif of like him like being like you know like freaking out at some like diva uh but they've they've interspersed it with him and Gary Stridum and it really works well.
0: Uh he like it's jacked as fuck. like he it carries an uncomfortable sense of impending danger, like something on him might pop like a Resident Evil weak spot. Like, <laughs> I, like I think he's legitimately the best bodybuilder because he looks fucking absurd.
1: yeah, it doesn't it doesn't look structurally sound. Uh, <laughs> or as as Tom Platz puts it, very thick muscles
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> He also has a bit at the end. He's one of the few they stop to interview him. And they make him talk about everything, and he is so not qualified to talk about. It. I don't think they told him they were going to do this because he says uh, nothing surprising. Now we can do anything we want. We got uh, we got the body, and we got to communicate. <laughs> and then he pauses for a long time and says, "Like out there, they think they think we're some kind of freaks or something." And then Tom Platz looks at him and says, "No, nothing ex- exchanged between this." He says, "They think we some kind of freak or something." And Tom Platz looks him in the eye and says you're one of the biggest monsters I've ever seen in my life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I had it down like at the start of the interview, he says, I've never known you to be entertaining like this. <laughs> oh god, damn it. Uh, So fucking good. Um, so I guess I was talking about bodybuilding competitions. As I looked it up, I noticed that the 1992 WBF isn't listed on anyone's competition records. So I guess it's, <laughs> I guess it's officially recognized as like a work or a farce or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I think at the end of this one, the top three guys were the top three paid guys, like in the, in that suspicious order. So, uh, I, I think it's a clue that Vince, like,
1: it's like, you're number one, you're number two, you're number 3 you you're, Way too short. (laughs) They do single out the short guy, Eddie Robinson, and they reiterate shorter than the others, but at 220 pounds, he stands just as tall. (laughs) What?
0: No, no, I just, uh, I guess I like just to sort of recap, I think none of this went far enough. Like it, it just sort of added a touch of glamor and whimsy to this esoteric competition. And, uh, I, I, it's not enough to make me as a, someone who's not a fan of it say oh this is fun now it's like watching a biathlon or some weird sport where like one guy wears ultimate warrior face paint you're like fine that kind of makes it better good for him but it's not enough and then someone says what if we put all 12 of them in ultimate warrior face paint and called it the The ultimate biathlon Biathlon. thrill hour it's like that's fucking stupid it's not enough of a show and it kind of undermines the integrity of the competition which i think everyone can appreciate even when a sport's stupid or weird and i think bodybuilding is definitely Either one or both of those. You can still admire, like, these are the greatest athletes competing to be the best. And even if I don't get it, like, I can feel a passion here. And this, like, undermines that is what I'm trying to say.
1: It's fucking crazy because Vince McMahon really just wanted to highlight men with crazy bodies. But he already did that and also added many other things. Like, right. almost every wrestler is definitely... Somewhere in a bodybuilding competition. And maybe they don't win. I don't know. I don't know how it's judged. I have no qualification. But they are exactly this. They're absolutely built beyond reason. And beyond beyond health. So he already got what he wanted. Plus added storylines and characters. And like rivalries. And all of these things. And everybody loved it. And he said, what if I did wrestling again? But way less. What if I just took everything else away? What if yeah. I did exactly what I've been doing, and but one third of that? Man, everybody was like, "Well, well that would be worse, wouldn't it?"
0: Uh, I have in my notes. One of the judges uh, was named Jim Davis, and when they cut to him, <laughs> you could see Macho Man right behind him in like full Macho Man American flag. Yeah. there.
1: <laughs> and, and uh, Liz, Liz,
0: yeah, Miss Elizabeth was beautiful. Was Elizabeth
1: just watching. He has no lines. He never comes on to to do anything in any part of the show. Uh, when they are we at the pose down because my favorite yeah well my second <laughs> my second favorite line So awkward. <laughs> i'll let you explain the pose down i just want to do the line uh, there's nothing the to explain
2: was the five finalists like posing all at once on stage and like and like that doesn't sound like it's that weird but it really was like they were all kind of close to each other like i'm just cracking up just thinking about it <laughs> it's, it's like a, a competition all just like, cum- Kind of close to each other and like, we're like, Rrr! like, like, it was like, they were all trying to like, they were all like 14 year olds who thought that's how you like impressed a girl, like to, <laughs> to like pick they, her up or something. Like
1: they make it, such a big deal out of it. Like it's the, this is your last heat for judging. But then they also explain that this whole thing is prejudged, like before the show right, and they yeah. already know. So this is like the lowest stakes. Just we're having fun now. And uh, the, other, the other announcer, not Tom Platt's, I forget his name. He, uh, he pauses for a long time and then says, they made a movie called The Magnificent Seven. This is the most magnificent five. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. Could have done Fabulous Five or fucking Buff Five. I don't know. Oh, it's so, but it, it also came on the tail end of like ten minutes of reintroductions. Like they slowly had them all come back out, and you're just like, yeah, yeah. The momentum is gone, and then they all come out Beef and just cake, awkwardly. Yeah, beefcake boss rush. Yeah. <laughs> Beef cake, boss rush. Uh, and so all of this feels like like a huge scam. Like it, it's a big awkward ending. Gary Stride like a hundred thousand dollars, and half of these guys are making their pro debut in quotes. Uh, but they're also very accomplished bodybuilders and everybody knows who they are and they huge prestigious wins. So I looked into it and you can turn pro and the, uh, the way to do it is you give $250 to register with the IBFF. And uh, I feel like that's this is just part of a bigger grift. But also uh, this gives you one free court of the cob with the purchase of full fresh meal and Piggy Short Max Barbecue Hut. I don't, I don't know what you get at with for your fucking card, but uh, uh, I don't know. It's sad. It's dark. My uh, wife watched this Netflix documentary called Killer Sally about a female bodybuilder. who killed Oh, I watched that. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a part that gave you sort of an insight into the struggle of these bodybuilders. And she's this lady saying, uh, yeah, like we used to go to men's homes and like kind of wrestle them. And she was married at the time. So the interviewer was like, dude, you were married. Like, didn't all these men try to fuck you? Then she got real weird. She's like, no, never. Absolutely never. How absurd? No, never. And uh, so I feel like a lot of lower end bodybuilders suck a few stranger dicks along the way is like what I really took from that documentary. Like it's a it's a it's a hard life. and uh, A rock hard life. I, I, rock- just,
2: I just don't think it's something you really can make a lot of money doing unless you like graduate to pro wrestler. And that's not a high paying job or yeah. you're like Arnold, you know, or sure. Lou. For igno,
0: well, even can, Lou, like,
2: yeah, even even Lou didn't have like a long acting career. I mean, he had a little bit of one, but sure.
0: Well, I feel like like personal training is a thing that it's it feels like, oh, I mean, Wade, all of these guys
2: uh, who are who are still alive still are like personal trainers at their gym,
1: of course. Yeah, so but, for anybody that gives a shit, should we announce the winner? I can't imagine there's anybody. Oh, I thought I already said it. Oh, did did it's Gary? It's Gary Strideham, right?
0: <laughs> what a surprise!
1: What a surprise! Everybody's shocked. Uh, he he does a little thing where he pretends to be like surprised for just a half second. It's terrible acting. Uh, you can see right through it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then oh, I the, won. Then <laughs> the last line again by the other the other announcer. He says about the competition. He says truly it's found a champion to match the dreams of everyone <laughs>
3: okay.
1: and then the next line is the 4000 people in this audience so uh-huh. so not everyone <laughs> 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 fucking just ends it on some anime ass shit
3: thank you dog no
1: There's nothing so tragic as when the young die before the old. Here at Hot Dog Space Camp, we know that all too well. A moment of silence, please, for the late Hot Dog Space Class, of 2023. Three Finger Louie, Aaron Croston, Adrian H. Just wanted to see the stars. Buck, we told her that's not how it works, but she was a dreamer. Aiden Mouat. Alpha Scientist Java, UnAndy, Armando Nava worked hard, partied harder, and, they say, died the hardest. Badger, Benjamin Cyronin Bim Talzer, Brandon Garlock, Brian Saylor was the first to suggest they steal a real rocket, but we're trying not to place blame here. Brian Whitney, Rockway loves the meat belly, still does, Barry Tumat. Ceryl was the one who actually stole the rocket, and it's his fault. Chad. Chance McDermott. Chris Brower. Curious Glare just wanted to smell space. Devin the Rogue Supreme. Dean Costello. Donald Finney will never forget your tragic last words. Ghost Rod the Whip! Eric Spalding, Fancy Shark. jell deserved better than to be torn apart by space apes but he did bring those apes up there. Greg Cunningham. Hambone. Haraka. Harvey Penguini's parents are suing the school. We understand their hurt, but exploded by asteroid is a pretty classic act of God. Hot Fart. Jaber Al-Aden died how he lived, on the moon. Jeff Haraski. We've lost every one of our precious jobs. John Dean's family asked us to say, may he rest in the peace he hated in life. John Hector McFarland's family asked us to say, may he rest in war. John McCammon's family asked us to say, may the bastard find no rest. John Minkoff's family chased us off their property with a thresher. Johnny No Fun was ironically too much fun. It turns out space is not the ultimate bomb cooler. Joseph Searles will never forget your tragic last words, which were just your own name, yelled from a saddle tied to a booster rocket. Now, it may not hurt as badly as losing the Johns, but we lost all of our Joshes too. Josh Fabian, we hope you finally found Alf. Joshua Alf Graves, if only the two of you had met in life. Josh S, we hardly knew ye. Nobody could even find a picture. Leading theories say you were an urban legend. Ken Paisley. KM. M. Jahi Chappelle. Mac Miserable. Matt Riley, when you enrolled, you told us you wanted to die naked on a comet. We laughed at the time. Max Baroy. Michael Lair. Michael Wells. Now, the school is suing Mickey Loman's family for defamation. We are not a school full of buttholes who teach kids that rockets point down. Mike Stiles. Moju N D Neil Bailey. Neil Schaefer will miss your laughter most of all. It went like this. <coughs> like a horny walrus choking on a smaller walrus is it wild. It's crazy stuff. Neko 104. Nick Ralston Ozzie Olin Patrick Herbst, you asked in every class what would happen if you stuck IT in the Lunar Rover. What was the answer, Patrick? Rachel Rain Vargas Rihanna, Sarkovsky Sean Chase is the one who started the deadly rumor that huffing space got you high. Spotty Reception Supernaut had a theory that in zero gravity, a fart could propel you forever. Still going, as far as we know. Ted H. Thomas Kavatzos. Timmy Leahy overdosed on freeze-dried ice cream. You can only eat four of those in a lifetime, you know. Toasty God. Tom Sekula. Tommy G. Wayland Russell. Yossarian. Yanis Ioannidis, you were our best, our brightest. The live feed showed you burned that way, too. Dr. Awkward, all of your instructors said it was impossible to do a kickflip in space. They said you'd never land it without gravity. I guess? I guess? I guess the joke's on them because you're kickflipping forever now!